Hey, it's me, Eddie B from the E's and B's podcast, and we're here to let you know that this week's episode is sponsored to you by Ohio Grudge Racing. Shout out to OGR, Josh Robinson and crew. Make sure you guys go check them out at OhioGrudgeRacing.com for some bomb-ass photos, videos, and keeping you up to date with the World Series of No Prep Racing. That's Ohio Grudge Racing. Make sure you check them out. Let them know that Eddie B from the E's and B's sent you. They are a proud sponsor of today's podcast, OhioGrudgeRacing.com. Good morning, all you wrestling and sports fans. It's the E's and B's, Big and Eggs of Wrestling Sports Podcast. And I'm your host, Eddie. going to the state finals and beyond your wildest dreams so let's just keep it right there forget about the crowds the size of the school their fancy uniforms and remember what got you here focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again and most important don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game if you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be i don't care what the scoreboard says at the end of the game in my book we're going to be winners Okay? I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got shit to do. Hey, 
for joining us again here on this first Friday in November the 3rd of 2023, where you be. It's the month of thanks after the pranks. You know the drill. It's time to crack those eggs. Butter that toast. Because it's time for the sunny. Ashes, right? I mean, these can be tough in college where you have those wide hash marks and trying to angle that thing back in there and in your going to uh, celestial sources for strength on this Moves it down to 28 yards. Carolina looking for their first win of the season. They're in first I think that this is going to be Tavier Thomas again, but this is going to be the kind, I'm guessing. Fourth and 22. Mahomes. Getting away from Bennington and then just heaving it downfield, and it's intercepted. Picked off by Justin Simmons. Fifth time he's gotten Mahomes in his career. Yes, welcome back to the E's and B's, as we always do, kicking it off each and every week right here on the gridiron, as you heard, two huge games last week, and therefore the NFL in week A, as we now no longer have a winless team in the NFL, as those Carolina Panthers winning over the Texans there with the last second field goal last weekend. Congratulations to the number one pick there in C, number one pick there as he finally gets his first win. And then, as you heard in the other clip, a shanker. That's right, for the first time since 2015. That's the Denver Broncos knocking off the Kansas City Chumps right here in Denver last weekend. Of course, Mahomes off his game, having a rough one, only scoring nine points. Very, very mysterious as he's got a big one this week. We'll talk about that, but let's talk about how some of those wins went down last weekend. As we know, we had the trade deadline as well coming, and every big trade that kind of happened was not really the big name that we were looking for. And We know the Jets out there sucking it up, looking for some more help, wanting any receiver like Adams or whatever to come out. Nobody wanted to play, but there were a couple when Dobbs traded from the Washington Commanders, Redskins, to the Minnesota Vikings as we spoke last week. Kirk Cousins getting hurt last Sunday. Now we know out for the season, a torn Achilles. Of course, a different situation for him as it is for the diva Rodgers, who is looking to maybe possibly come back and make some miracle story happen. But Cousins out. They make the move for Dobbs. He's now going to be quarterback in there in Minnesota. Keep your eye out for that. A couple of other big moves. The 49ers making a splash, going after some more defense. That was a big move that we didn't see coming. But let's talk about how things ended up there last weekend. How about it was 
The Buffalo Chokes getting the win there Thursday night, 24-18 to over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a close one. They closed that one up there at the end, but just not enough as Buffalo got the win. Then we had the Panthers, like I said, getting their first win, 15-13 over the Texans. The Cowgirls knocked off the Rams with a first-time score ever of 43-20 to in the history. Really weird. Then another big one. How about this? The Vikings with that loss of Kirk Cousins. They still get the big win, 24-10 to over the Packers. Then the Saints knocked off the Indianapolis Craps, 38-27. My, my, and the Dolphins, they got the huge win, 31-17 over the Cheaters. And don't forget Tyreek Hill going over 1,000 yards receiving just eight weeks in. The, the New York Sucks get a big win in overtime over the New York Giants, 13-10. The Jags knocking off the Steelers, 20-10. Titans over the Falcons, 28-23. The Eagles stay hot. They win 38-31 over Washington. Seahawks knocking off the Browns, 24-20. The Ravens, they knocked off the Cards, 31-24, like we talked about already. The Broncos, surprising everyone, knocking off Kansas City, 24-9. The Bugles, they got a huge win, 31-17 over the 49ers. They look to be struggling here lately. The Chargers getting the big win on Sunday night over the Bears, 30-13. And wrapping it up this past Monday, it was the brand new Lions getting the win over the Raiders, 26-14. Here's how the standing set for the leaders in the AFC. It's my, my, and Dolphins at 6-2 out in the east. Up in the north, it's Baltimore at 6-2. Out in the south, it's those Jacksonville Jags at 6-2. And, and rounding out here in the west, it's those Kansas City Chumps at 6-2. Out in the west, it looks like this, the best team in football, Philly. They're at 7-1. Then it's going to be out east. It's the best team in football, Philly, at 7-1. and one. Then it's going to be those brand-new Lions up north at 6-2. and two. Then down south, it's those Falcons at 4-4. Four and four. I told you that division is going to be tight all year long. And then in the west right now, it's Seattle with the lead at 5-2, and two, not the 49ers. That's how it sets in the standings. Let's switch it up, get to those stats right now. The leading passer, we already know, it's my boy Tua with 2,416 yards. On the TD side of things, it is a tie. High between him and Kirk Cousins with 18. So now he'll surpass that. We'll see who's the next man up. Then on the rushing side of things, it's going to be McCaffrey. He's got 652 touchdowns. It's still going to be Mostert. He's got 10. Gained another one last weekend. Receivings, we just talked about it. My boy Tyreek Hill leading with 1,014 yards. Eight weeks in. First time ever, folks. We already know this 2,000 mark is doable. Let's see if he can stay healthy. Knock on wood. Do what you got to do. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like I said, I've been waiting over 30 years for my Miami Dolphins to look this good, and it's rolling right now. Now on the TD side of things, receiving, it's Hill with eight. Then on the receptions, it's Diggs there in Buffalo with 64. We'll switch it up, go to the defense side of things. Fumbles, it's going to be Miles Garrett. That's right, from Cleveland. He's got four tackles. It's still Zaire Franklin from Indy with 102. Sacks, it's going to be Danielle Hunter from Minnesota with 10. And on the interceptions, it's also going to be another Minnesota Viking, Geno Stone with five. That's how the stats set right now going into this weekend. How about three huge games you must check out for the NFL side of things? Game number one is going to be my my Dolphins traveling to Germany. That's right. They're already there. They'll be taking on the 6-2 and two Kansas City Chumps. That game starting out 9.30 a.m. Eastern. As soon as you wake up Sunday, you're going to see some bad to the bone action. First time Tyreek Hill playing the Kansas City Chumps since he's left that team. So it should be interesting. Then game number two, it's going to be the 5-2 and two Dallas Cowgirls. They'll be taking on the 7-1 and one. 
Philadelphia Eagles. That's an inner rival there. Of course, that game, 425 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Then game number three of the week, and you must check out, it's going to be the five and three Buffalo Chokes. They'll be taking on the four and three Cincinnati Bugles. That game going down Sunday night, 825 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Folks, we'll be keeping you up with all the hits, sacks, winners, and losers coming off the field right here next week on The Best. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family, tell someone about this podcast keeping it going here on the sunny side up let's switch it up stay on the gridiron and drop it down to the college side of things jason bean on a handoff for Isaac. he's driven back second and 20 Dylan gabriel he's got stoops and he's got space stoops is third and one for gabriel Dylan gabriel launches near side and a flat comes in Dylan Gabriel, he got there. Yes, throw to the end zone. Incomplete. A generational win for Kansas. Finally toppling Oklahoma. Man, oh man, what a week it was there last weekend in college football. Yet another great upset along with a big shakeup there for the top 10 for the AP poll, as we know, going into a huge weekend this weekend as the college playoff finally announced earlier this week. And some look at it and like it. Others raising an eyebrow as the as the one through five was what some people expected. Others not really. We'll talk about that here in a second. But let's break down how the new top ten sets going into this weekend at ten. It's going to be, as you heard, the upset. Oh. Oklahoma Sooners, they'll be now at 10. 9 is Penn State. 8 is Alabama. 7 is going to be Texas. 6 is Oregon. 5 is Washington. 4 is Florida State. 3 is Ohio State. 2 still Michigan. And 1, those defending reigning national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. That's how it sets. Now let's talk about, like I said, that college football was announced for the playoff. We know it still can change as there's still several weeks to play. But as we go into this week in the five is Washington. Four is Florida State. Three is Michigan. Two is Georgia. And right now, Ohio State ranked number one for the college playoff. Like I said, things can change. Other pools had Georgia at one, Michigan two, Ohio State three, everything else the same. But let me know what you guys think out there. We cannot wait. We're getting ever so closer to bull season right there on the collegiate side of things. Now, there's three games this weekend you must check out, starting out with game number one. It's going to be those fifth-ranked Washington Huskers as they'll be traveling to the or they'll be traveling to the 20th-ranked USC Struggling Trojans. That game's going to be going on 5.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Then game number two of the weekend you must check out. It's going to be the it's going to be the 10th-ranked Oklahoma Sooners. They'll be traveling to the in-state rival. That's right, a big one. The 20, 22nd-ranked Oklahoma State. That game's going to be 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Then game number three of the weekend you must check out. It's going to be the 14th-ranked LSU Tigers. They'll be traveling to the number 8th-ranked Alabama. 
Boom! Roll Tide. That game will be going down Saturday night, 7.45 p.m. Eastern on CBS. A lot of information for these games could change how those standings are. Next week, we'll break down how the college playoff looks, who you, who we like, and who we don't. We'll be having all the hits and everything coming off the gridiron right here next week on The Best. Keeping things going on the sunny side up. Let's switch it up. Go from the gridiron to the Diamond. In their 63rd season. Texas Rangers win the World Series. Yes, yes, yes. Congratulations to the 2023 MLB World Series champion, Texas Rangers, getting the big win there. Four to one over the Arizona D-Bags in the huge, huge World Series Final Four. The first time. For the franchise, Texas Rangers getting the championship. Congratulations, MVP, going to the hitting Corey Sager, who come in clutch after Garcia gets injured, hurting his back. Corey said, I'll put you on my back and carry you through the rest of this series, as he's done before. Now a two-time, two-time World Series MVP Corey Sager is for not one but two teams. So congratulations once again on an outstanding season for those Texas Rangers and all those Texas Ranger fans. I know you popped those bottles and celebrated. Congratulations as a what an outstanding season. No one had that on their bingo card, and of course reported that the uh, game one was the lowest viewed World Series game one ever ever this year but now congratulations as five games in the rangers close up the deal on the 2023 season becoming world series champions congratulations once again from us here at the e's and b's we can't wait for the offseason of course baseball always having lots of movers and shakers and of course spring training we'll be looking forward to come next april we'll be breaking all that down but once again that's the wrap there for the mlb this year on the e's and b's congratulations to those texas rangers and Corey sager on the mvp of the world series with that we'll keep things going bounce right off the diamond and go to the pond Sliding right onto the ice. Another solid week for those guys for the new start of the season. Some teams starting to wear into the normal and several. They're still trying to figure out their new faces in new places. As we know, just about nine games into this NHL season, still very young and very much to learn. But as we always do, we'll break down how those division sets in just the leaders category right now in the Atlantic, the Boston Bruins, they've got an 8-0 record with 17 points on top. Then in the Metropolitan, it's going to be those New York Rangers. They've got a 7-2 record with just 14 points. Then out in the Central, it's going to be our 
Colorado. <laughs> They've got a 7-2 record as well with 14 points. And wrapping it up, it's those reigning, defending, Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. They are 9-0 and have a league-leading 19 points. That's how the leaders set for the divisions. Let's talk about some of those stats in this early part of the season. For the points on the skaters, it's going to be Jack Hughes. He's got 18. On the goal side of things, it's going to be Alex Cat with 9. Then on the assist, it's going to be right back to Jack Hughes. He's got 13. On the goal save percentage, it's going to be Jonathan Quick. He's got a .982% there on the save percentage. And on shutouts, it's going to be Johannes Johnson with two. That's how it sets right now on the stats for the hockey side of things. How about three games on the ice? You must check out this weekend, starting out with game number one. It's going to be those Predators of Nashville. They'll be traveling to the Oilers of Edmonton. That game, 3 p.m. Eastern Saturday on NHL Network. Then game number two of the weekend, it's going to be the Sabres of Buffalo. They'll be traveling to Toronto, 7 p.m. Eastern on NHL Network. Then game number three, a must-see in my eyes. It's going to be Colorado Avs. They'll be traveling to the reigning, defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. That game, 10 p.m. Eastern on NHL. We'll have all the things sliding off the ice as the hits, the goals, and all the stats you need to know right here next week on The Best. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a famber, tell someone about this podcast keeping it going about to wrap up the sunny side let's bounce that ball right to the hardwood and talk in b a yes alley oofing right here into the nba we are just one solid week in play we are just one solid week of play under our belts, and some of those teams starting to settle in, new roles, starting to figure it out. Some of them still struggling. Here's how some of those leaders set out there in the East. It's those Boston Celtics. They've got a 4-0 record right now. Then it's going to be the Indiana Pacers leading their division at a 2-2 record, and rounding it out there will be the Atlanta Hawks at a 3-2. That's how it sets in the East. Out here in the West, it's our Denver Nuggets. That's right, the reigning, defending, national champ, reigning, defending, NBA champion, Denver Nuggets. They're setting at four and one. Then it's going to be the Golden State Warriors. They're at four and one. And wrapping it up, it's those Dallas Mavericks at four and oh. That's how it sets in the early start. One team still looking for that win. It's those Memphis Grizzlies. Very shocking as they come off of a very wild season there last year. Of course, we know all the drama that went down. Now off to a very very slow start. What will happen for them? We'll keep an eye on that. But let's talk about slow starts and how some of those stats are. Talking points per game. Right now, leading things, it's going to be Luca. He's got a 33.8 points per game average right now heading into this weekend. Then on the rebound side of things, talk about new faces in new places. How about Antoine? He's got 14 rebounds per game. They're now for Toronto. They're now for Portland. On the rebound side of things, it's going to be Antoine there in Portland with 14 rebounds per game. On assists, it's a new 
New Year, but same name. How about Halliburton for the Pacers? He's got 12.3 assists per game. Then on the block side of things, it's going to be AD there for the LA Fakers. He's averaging three blocks per game. On the still side of things, how about another new faces and new places? Marcus Smart, he's averaging 3.2 steals per game. And last but not least, on the field goal percentage, it's going to be Derek Lively. He's averaging 78.9% shooting. That's how the stats set. Now going to this weekend, it's a first. That's right it's a in season tournament something we've never seen before so those are those games you must check out now the meaning behind this we will see when it comes playoff time for that inner middle part of the season we talked about this new year here for NBA is gonna be different we'll be keeping up with all the oops dunks passes threes and everything you know bouncing off the court right here on the bus keeping things going here on the sunny side up let's switch those gears pick the pace up and talk some racing as it runs out you're out lady right on the back bump michael mcdowell this time by one left to go presented by greta one today uh Half a mile of fuel is what Ryan Blaney needs. Less than that now. As he works his way through the final turns, Ryan Blaney is going to win his way into the championship four. He wins at Martinsville. Yes, yes. Congratulations to Team 12 there and Ryan Blaney on a huge finish at Martinsville, stamping the only Round Oval Ford in the Final Four for Phoenix for the NASCAR Final going down this weekend. Congratulations to him on an outstanding job dominating the final race there in Martinsville last weekend. Coming out on top, that means that left one spot open to come in on points. And it was a battle all the way to the end. And the favored, most hated driver in the NASCAR Cup Series, Denny Hamlin, was thought would be the one who get it, but no. Coming up short, falling behind there at the end and giving that spot to the 24 car of Willie Byron. So now going into this weekend in Phoenix, final race, NASCAR Cup season, truck season and Xfinity all on the line there in Phoenix. And it's going to be for the big boys, the number 12 car of Ryan Blaney up against the 24 car of Willie Byron and the five machine of Kyle Larson, along with the 20 car of Christopher Bell. Two Chevys, one Toyota and one Ford. Who do you got? Who's going to come out on top? We know this. It's a very dominant track for my man Kyle Larson. That's who we're taking right here at the E's and B's. We cannot wait to see how the 2023 NASCAR season and shakes out this weekend in Phoenix. We're going to have all the winners, champions, crashes, fights, and everything wrapping up the 2023 NASCAR season right here on the best E's and B's podcast each and every Friday. Last time right here next week, we'll have the winner. Who do you got? With that, let's switch it up. Head over to the short track side of things going down this weekend. It's the C-R-A-C-R-A. Late model super stocks and street stocks final. The All-American 400 going down there in Nashville. It's the final race for the CRA Series this season. All the big names will be on the docket, putting it on the line in what will be a Coley and a Chili. Big race there going down the All-American 400 for the CRA 
Super late models, late models, and street stocks. Do not miss that race. We'll have the winners and the wrap-up for the short track side of things. As we spoke last week, of course, the figure eight race going down in California coming up in two weeks. We'll be talking about that. Maybe get a driver on that's heading out west to participate, or maybe that's one that's already there. Keep your ears out for that. But that's going to be pretty much the wrap-up for the short track on this side of things. For the 2023 season, of course, we'll keep you updated all year long through the winter on what's coming up and what to expect. And then, of course, bringing you up to date with the 24 season with all the new drivers and their stories. So don't miss out on that. So stay tuned. Just another solid week next week for the rowdy round side of things. But let's switch it up and go to the street. That's right. No prep drag racing going down, of course, all across the nation. And that goes all year long for some of those warm states down in the south. But last week, and of course, Mother Nature had other thoughts for some of those tracks as some did not get to finish up what was fixing to be a bad to the bone, no prep small tire race. Now let's talk a little bit about some of those winners. We want to give a shout out and congratulations to Team Meatball, Zach Jones and Cameron McCoon on a huge win there last weekend at the Paranormal. Congratulations to those guys along with Lenny Milton on their wins last weekend there for the Paranormal Happies Race. Congratulations. Outstanding job from us here at the E's and B's. Now the other big Halloween race, Halloween Havoc going down there at the abandoned Old drag strip there in Kentucky put on by Fatheads Promotions had an outstanding turnout but in the end a lot of drama a lot of discrepancies on certain things and we did not get a finish because of mother nature nine car split so congratulations to those nine cars that made it down to the final nine on an outstanding job now we turn to what we got going down this weekend hey it's me eddie b and are you like me and wish you could be at every single no-prep race out there, but you know you can't. Well, that's all right. Because this week's sponsor here on the E's and B's podcast will take you live to every event they go to. That's No Prep Felons. Live. Make sure you guys go check out our friends Bob and Kelly Rice there at noprepfelons.com for all of their action. Make sure you keep up to date with him. Get that bell. Everything clicked. Subscribe to their YouTube that's No Prep Felons Live, a proud sponsor of the E's and B's podcast. Don't miss it. Going down this weekend on the No Prep side of things, we've got some bad to the bone races, and we want to give a shout out to some of these guys. Starting off with the first race there in Oh. Oh, it's going to be the Halloween Hootin' Nannies put on at Pacemakers by Stripper Glitter and the D-Team. Shout out to Chris Lane and the guys, as you do not want to miss Chrissy back this weekend there at Pacemakers. Flagging will be a Halloween costume race along or Halloween costume contest along with the race you do not want to miss. Halloween Hootin' Nanny going down at Pacemakers. Then it's going to be... Down in Tennessee, the battle beyond 660. Shout out to Matt Spencer, my homie. Finish line fresh. He's putting on a bad to the bone small tire race. And our boys, no 
Felons. That's right. Our sponsor right here on the E's and B's will be right there with the best three angle in the no prep game. Do not miss out. That's no prep felons live there at the beyond the battle beyond 660 Matt Spencer's race down there. You do not want to miss that. Make sure you guys go subscribe. Go subscribe to No Prep Felons. Then also another huge race on Saturday night. It's the last Cincy Street Nights of the year going on. Presented by Ten Soldiers. Their last race put on ever for Cincy Street Nights. Of course, a lot of drama and a lot of questions up in the air. What will happen? We'll keep it up to date with that. You do not want to miss our boy Happy. We'll be live there at the last Cincy Street Nights going down there on Saturday. And we also got out here in New Mexico. It's our boy the baddest on the light, Limpy. It's going to be cash days of New Mexico at Hobbs Airfield. Do not miss out on Limpy's baddest small tire cash days race here in New Mexico going down this weekend. We'll be making sure to keep up with all the people that support us here in the No Prep Game. And, of course, keeping you up to date with all those winners, losers, and everything you need to know coming off the strip and the streets, as Limpy would say. With that, that's going to wrap up the sunny side. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we're going to pay our respects to one of the greatest Indiana basketball coaches ever, or maybe one of the best college basketball coaches ever. That's right. Respect in the general next on the meet. You're listening to the A's and B's podcast. Welcome to this week's me. Unfortunate, as we know, it's on a sadder note as this week on the meet. We are paying the respects to what I consider the greatest Indiana sporting coach of all time. That's right. Robert Montgomery Knight. You know him maybe as Bob Knight or maybe the general or even the guy who threw the chair across the court. Coach Knight was 83 years old, as you know, passing away earlier this week, crushing the hearts of all us Indiana Hoosier fans across the nation. Bob Knight was known for not only his crazy coaching style, but as a leader and a mentor. Here uh, at the E's and B's, we want to pay just a little respect to him. The legend started coaching at the age of 24. That, my friends, is very unheard of. Uh, Definitely a young mind and a young talent. And he started his coaching at West Point, where he coached what some may call the greatest college basketball coach of all time, Coach K. That's right. He actually coached him, taught him everything he knew, and sent him on his way. Indiana obviously gathered up as the Ohio native Bob Knight come and coached for the Hoosiers for a long period of time, leading them to not one. Not two, but three national championship titles while he was under the coaching helm here at IU. It was known that he was the greatest basketball coach at the time because he led the only and still only undefeated national championship squad there in 19, 
86 and 87 on an outstanding season. And of course, he brought forth some of the greatest coaches you see these days out there, not only in the college world, the professional world as well. He produced so many stars. He also was known for so many controversial coaching decisions. We all know what happened late in his career in IU in Bloomington with the hand choke and or with the choke and everything that went down there. Uh, it was unfortunate how his career ended in IU, but it wasn't the end of his coaching career yet. He traveled down south even further and brought a basketball program out of the ashes who had never, ever been heard of before. A college that no one had ever had on their college basketball map. How about the Texas Tech Red Raiders? That's right. Coach Knight went down there and turned that program from nothing to something. That just shows you what kind of a coach and person Coach Knight was. No matter how much you disliked him or hated playing against him, the man was great when it comes to college basketball. Until his dying days, and everyone in the Indiana legend knows, he is the best and will always be the greatest Indiana coach ever. That's just coming from my perspective. I know a lot might disagree, especially a lot of the Bullmakers fans. Nothing against Gene Cady. Even though I don't like the Bullmakers, he's a hell of a coach. And now Brad Painter had things going for him. You know, we'll see what happens. But we'll never see another Robert Montgomery Knight ever again. And our hearts are broken here at the E's and B's. And our thoughts and prayers go out to all of Bites family, friends, and all the Hoosier Nation out there. One last time for old Bob. Hoosiers! May he rest in peace. The greatest basketball coach in Indiana history. Gone. But never forgotten.
Roman Reigns is not going to take too kindly to this. Yes, yes. Welcome to this week's meat segment. And it's a huge one as we're coming off the cage and into a huge wrestling weekend as Crown Jewel, the premium live event for WWE, is going down tomorrow afternoon. They're live across seas. And as you heard in the opening, the big main event is only getting better as last week there on SmackDown LA Night. Interrupting Roman Reigns' entrance to start the show. And boy, was it a banger. Of course, they're building that up for a huge, huge final to be going down at Crown Jewel. And as we know, as we do each and every time there's a pay-per-view or a premium live event here on the E's and B's, we break down that card. And here is how tomorrow's Crown Jewel sets for the opening segment and the opening show starter. It's going to be Sami Zayn taking on J.D. McDonough from the Judgment Day. That's how the opening show will start. Then for the main show, kicking it off, it's going to be the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes, he'll be taking on Damian Priest, another Judgment Day representative. I feel like this one will go down to if there is interference or not. We'll keep an eye on that. Then for the United States Championship champion, Ray Mysterio Jr. He'll be taking on the ever-controversial YouTube star, Logan Paul. Of course, Logan announcing this match after his boxing match just a short couple weeks ago. We'll see if he becomes the next United States wrestling champion there for WWE. Then for the women's world championship, it's going to be champion Io Sky. She'll be defending against Bianca Belair. I see that title changing hands unless, of course, damage control interferes there. Then we've got John Cena. You can't see me. He'll be taking on Bloodline Solo Sokoa. Of course, that's a huge match for him. Possibly a go-home, back-to-the-movie scene kind of thing for John Cena. Keep an eye on that storyline as it develops. Then, for the fake world title, as we call it, it's going to be champion Seth Rollins. He'll be defending against Drew McIntyre. That match, very interesting. Keep an eye out for that. For the Women's World Championship, it's going to be champion Rhea Ripley. She'll be taking on Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Raquel... Rodriguez and Zoe Stock. That match, of course, going to be a fiasco. Hopefully, Rhea does not lose her belt in that match. And then, of course, you know the main event of the evening will be the world heavyweight champion, longest reigning tribal chief himself, Roman Reigns, up against L.A. Knight. Yeah! Who do you think going to come out on top? Will there be any surprises going down overseas? Of course, the stars always come out for Crown Jewel. We'll be breaking down all the storylines, winners, losers, and everything you need to know right here next week on The Best. With that, let's turn the channel and go to the other side. The next year, the same time. Double heat seeker, boom! One more time.
There you have it there. Last Saturday, the big match on Collision, determining the longest ever reigning AEW champion in history for AEW. And as you heard, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, knocking off Kenny Omega in what I might say, match of the year. A banger of a match. Could have cleaned up a couple corners of it, but... I must say, if you have not seen that match, go back, take time out, check it out. An outstanding job on a short notice, a shortly put together match who did not or did not have much build leading up to an outstanding job as they do there at AEW. Building up, of course, now towards their next big pay-per-view, Full Gear. We've been talking a little bit about it. And, of course, Sting's big retirement coming up next March. And now we found out there on Wednesday night, Adam Copeland joining up with Darby and Sting in the six-man match at Full Gear. Will he turn his back on Sting, or will he be the one who defeats Christian and takes that little smirk off of his face? Finally, we'll keep an eye on that storyline as it continues to build. And, of course, the six-man, or excuse me, eight-man match there with MJF, the big storyline as well, as he's still getting trolled by not one, but two Three different people trying to come after him for the belt. We've seen Warlow choking him out Wednesday night, letting him know he's going to get him when he least expects it. So very interesting for the title chase there, keeping an eye on that. But I also want to talk or talk about one more topic. How about the devil's mask that keeps getting reiterated each and every time his story kind of flashes on the screen? Now the rumors outside of the wrestling world is... It's CM Punk. I brought that up a couple weeks back, meaning maybe possibly Dolph Ziggler, who was recently released from WWE a while back, could possibly be the new GOAT or the new face coming in to AEW and having maybe a chance to make a splash like that with that mask. But now, the more I think about it, if Tony Khan and CM Punk pull this off, it will be the biggest swerve in wrestling history, folks. And I gotta say chef's kiss if they pull it but i don't think we're gonna get that shocker of course we got a big announcement there on wednesday night he announced tickets going on sale for wimbledon number two and he's got some stuff in store for that but we know this we're gonna be keeping an eye on everything bouncing off the ropes there at aew as we want to know who the mystery devil is and what's gonna happen there at full gear stay tuned right here to the e's and b's and we'll keep you up to date with all the news in the wrestling world. With that, I got one more thing before we wrap this thing up like a burrito. How about last week's boxing match? That's right, going down between Tyson Fury and Francis. A huge drama and big topic across the social media world all week long. Did Fury win or did he not? Of course, this is one reason why I am not a huge fan of boxing When you cannot get a finish, you have this result where one side believes they won and so did the other. Of course, you know, maybe if they would just make boxing as a must-finish deal where either the ref stops it, the ref stops it, or it just is a TKO knockout. That's how I would like boxing to be a lot better, in my opinion. That's why I love UFC and MMA a lot more than I do boxing because there's more of a chance of a finish, but... An outstanding boxing match for the the money for their pockets, in my opinion. I didn't watch one lick. Other only thing I seen was Fury getting knocked down, which 
resulted in a win. So very interesting in the boxing world. Keep an eye as Mike Tyson keeps dabbling his face in a lot more of it. So maybe one day we'll get to see him throw a real not exhibition, a real not exhibition match there in in the squared circle. Hopefully in the future. But with that, that's gonna wrap things up this week. We're gonna wrap this whole thing up like a burrito. Coming up next, it's the toast. You're listening to the E's and B's podcast. Yeah. Even when you feel low, you can still go Even when you feel slow, you can still go Even when there's no hope, you can still go I never answered a no, man, I still go Go, go It's everybody's favorite part of the show. Get out your jams, your jelly, your cinnamon, your butter, your sugar. It's time to spread it. It's the toast, as we always do each and every week, wrapping things up here on the toast, letting you know where you can find us at, giving you those weekly shout-outs, and, of course, what we got coming up next. Let's get right to, as we always do each and every week, starting out with those personal shout-outs. want to give a huge Personal shout-out to our sponsor right here at the E's and B's. A shout-out to Ohio Grudge Racing. Make sure you guys go follow Josh Robinson at OhioGrudgeRacing.com to keep up to date with all of the baddest no-prep action. A big shout-out to Ohio Grudge Racing. Also want to give another huge shout-out to another sponsor here at the E's and B's. It's No Prep Felons Live. That's right. Go check out Bob and Kelly Rice at NoPrepFelons.com for some of the baddest no-prep three-angle live feed in the game. That's right. It's No Prep Felons Live. Of course, they got all the hoodies, shirts, and all the cool merch you want to check out there at NoPrepFelons.com. Also, want to give a shout-out to our third and final sponsor here at the E's and B's. It's Jasper Graham. Check out Jasper Graham, second tight there on all of the social medias. Also, want to give a shout-out to Limpy. Shout-out to Happy and support your local street racers. Shout-out to Jeff Thomas, Julie Randall, and Nitrous Nikki. Shout-out to Team Meatball. Shout-out to Team Mac. Shout-out to Moonshiners Garage. Shout-out to Carolina Performance, Robbie and Robert Shout out to Pennywise Racing and Media's Robert Smith. Shout out to G2K. Shout out to Spool Media. Shout out to the Tunnies. Shout out to Hilton and Abeda. Shout out to Rocky Mountain Pros. Yaden, Dustin, Lilith, Remy. My boys, Neil, Brian, Tony, Ty, and oh, my peeps at The Green Solution. Check out The Green Solution, 810 North College Road for oh, your cannabis needs. All right, make sure you're following us each and every week there at easeandbees.org. That's where you can find all of our social media outlets and keep up to date with what we got going on. Speaking about what we got going on coming up very soon, make sure you're checking out the Ease and Bees page as a special starting this weekend. You buy a red Ease and Bees logo t-shirt in the month of November, you get a gift along with it. Make sure you guys go check out easeandbees.org dot myshopify.com to buy an Ezabee's red logo shirt and get that free gift here in the month of thanks. That's right. We're going to be doing this all month long in November. So make sure you guys support us like we support you. Hey, if you want to be on the show, though, make sure you get asked at Ease and Bees podcast at gmail.com. Give us your story. We'll get back to you and get you on air. That's Ease and Bees podcast at gmail.com. 
Also, you want to be like Ohio Grudge Racing, No Prep Felons, and Jasper Graham and be a proud sponsor here of the E's and B's. Get your business or what it may be played each time three weeks here on the podcast or any video version tied to anything we place onto our YouTube. That's very easy. Get us at E's and B's podcast at gmail.com and we'll get a contract signed for you and get you played each and every week or tied to any video any video version. Also, Coming up very soon, we're going to have a brand new guest as we get into the winter months. I know we've been talking about it. I know you're waiting. Don't worry. I got some guests lined up. I can't wait to bring them in, and we're going to change into winter mode. So stay tuned for the E's and B's YouTube. Make sure you guys go hit the E's and B's YouTube subscribe button, trying to get those subscribes up so we can bring you some more live action. And also, we're trying to see maybe for the 2024 season more live Friday podcast right here so you can see how i do this what goes on behind the scenes but we're waiting to hear back we need more subscribers in order to pull that trigger also we're looking to get a tattoo all kinds of crazy stuff there we're just looking for those subscribers we need those followers make sure you guys spread the word like i always say pass the gravy spread the butter tell a friend tell a member tell someone about this podcast all right with that let's get to the this week's sports illustrated fact of the day pittsburgh steelers defensive tackle joe green had a career high 11 sacks in 1972 helped his team reach the playoffs for the first time in franchise history that season green was the centerpiece of the steel curtain defense that led pittsburgh to four super bowl champions four super bowl championships in the six-year span and that is today's sports illustrated of the day well as you always know as that time was your city top 10 cities downloaded goes like this starting off with some new ones here number 10 shout out to montgomery alabama shout out to montgomery alabama at 10. At number 9, it's my family out there in St. Louis. Shout out to St. Louis, Missouri. At number 9. At 8, it's going to be Omaha, Nebraska. Shout out to Omaha, Nebraska. Number 7, it's going to be another one that we're used to. How about Columbus, Georgia? Shout out to Columbus, Georgia. Number 6, it's going to be the home state. Indianapolis, Indiana. Shout out to Indianapolis, Indiana. Number five, it's another one that's been showing up here recently. How about Council Bluff, Iowa? Shout out to Council Bluff, Iowa. Number four, it's the home city or the home state where we lie. It's Denver, Colorado. Shout out to Denver, Colorado. Number three, it's Old Faithful overseas. It's Frankfurt, Germany. Shout out to Frankfurt, Germany. Number two, it's the upstate. It's Cheyenne, Wyoming. Shout out to Cheyenne, Wyoming. And back. On top, it's the home city where we lie, of course, for Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for all the love. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass that gravy, spread that butter. Tell a friend, tell a family, tell someone about this podcast and have an awesome first weekend in November. And until next week, you know the drill. Make sure you eat we love you be safe peace